folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Karen Pinexta here with the boy. It's Bob. And today, on the Small Package Show, we have the results from Extreme Rules. Not very extreme. Whatever. We got results from Raw and Schmackdown Live. I talk way too much about Austin Aries. True that, dude. Also in the news, uh, rag football players getting into wrestling. Fucking Ric Flair's a Cavs fan. He's getting into fight. But the biggest news of the day that we close out the show with, Jim Cornette threatens to put a fucking ass whooping on Vince Russo. With live, up-to-date Vince Russo responses. Holy shit! All that and so much more today on the Small Pack Show. Hit him with it, Bob. Small Package. Hey, dog. Warm today. Warm yesterday. Warmer today. You look a little sunburned. Sorry. Hey, everybody. It's Corey and Bob. Yeah, let's do it now. Welcome to Small Package Show. Hey. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Small Package Show. Hey, hey, everybody loves it when it's Small Package time. Episode number 48 of the Small Package Show. Yeah. Man, so let's just start things off with uh, Extreme Rules. Extrom. So extreme rules happened. It did, and uh, not as extreme as very tepid rules. We've I, this is a discussion I've had um, with people in the past. Uh, last year, uh, when we went to extreme rules, I felt like there was extreme things that happened. There were a few extreme things. Uh, the asylum match, while weird, did have the tax spot. Did which have we it- all. Oh, we were all calling. That's never going to happen. And it happened. And then it did. And we all went, what? Uh, there was also, wasn't there a ladder match last year? Extreme Rules? Yes, for the IC, right? Was, was that a ladder or was that? I can't remember. No. No, that wasn't a ladder match because Miz just got a pinfall. Oh, sure. To retain. But there was, there was some extreme stuff that happened. But it's a discussion I've had in the past with people where, in the PG era, they they rarely go extreme enough for it to still be called extreme rules. I feel like personally, and this year, no exception to that. Uh, it very easily could have been called the pay per view of weird stipulations, including one that was the least extreme of all, which was that if Dean Ambrose was disqualified, he would he would lose the uh, Intercontinental Championship. And mm-hmm. talk about checkoff stipulation and then it not actually happening. He did not get disqualified. Um, much I, I personally enjoyed the kayfabe of that match, but uh, you know, I could definitely see there were some people who had some issues with the match. Uh, 
And I also can see how some people had issues with um, just some of the clarity on some of these. So, real quick, you on predictions. It came down to the tiebreaker of do we get a resolution on the Kurt Angle phone issue? Nice. And we did not. Uh, so let's open up with this. Uh, the kickoff show, they added Kalisto versus Cruz. Uh, and Kalisto got the win. Uh, yeah. Do- um, which, because uh, I was both sitting and waiting and then watching Tool perform. Well, you were watching the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. How was GovBall, by the way? Uh, it was good. It was a good show. Uh, Sunday was amazing. So many great great bands back to back to back. It was a little rainy. Uh, a little rainy, but honestly not too bad. Um, the first year I went was two years ago, and that the Friday it rained pretty heavily. It rained harder that Friday than it rained all weekend. That was this last year, year, right? Two years ago. Two years ago. And... Um, the the problem with it raining on Friday meant that the rest of the show, uh, the whole field was a mud pit. Right. Uh, and then last year, so, the entirety of Sunday was canceled because of like a hurricane. Hmm. So this year was the least amount of rain that I've had. Fair enough. All things considered. Um. So yeah, Kalisto kind of, you were saying you were sitting... Uh, through Tool when it was happening. Um, and you you got to watch it uh, later that night when you got home, next day? I watched the pre-show match that night when I got home, and then I watched the rest of it in the morning. Um, you know, uh, Titus over-managed kind of was part of what got cost Apollo the match. Um, yeah, but it was a, it was a good, good match. It was a fun match. Uh, Some cool spots. Yeah, man, those those guys both can go in the ring, and uh, if they got good angles to op, to work with, they could be great. Mm-hmm. But uh, and so a good pre-show match. Then we had uh, Dean and Miz opened up the show proper, um, and I personally very much enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the kayfabe of it. There was some confusion online as to was the referee too much a part of the match. Uh, it's in some people's minds, it is not the referee's position to, it's the referee's job to count the five count, to count the 10 count, to count the three count, but not to say, Hey, Dean, you got to stop man, or you'll lose your title and pull them apart. Um, and some people felt like the referee placed himself too much in a position of now, a lot of people did like when Maurice slapped the Miz that the ref was like, hey, I know what's going on here. You're right, out you're of just here. just getting tossed. However, the whole walking to the timekeeper's area and Dean pleading his case, some people felt like was too much of the ref. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was uh, fun and entertaining throughout. Sure. Uh, I thought there were some interesting spots, but I can definitely see the point where like, the amount of times that the ref had to like get in Dean's face to be like, Hey man, you don't want to lose. It's, it's just kind of obvious sure. that the ref was like playing a, like almost being a face, biased right? to, to Dean. Yeah. Like in any other match, the ref would just be in the background being like, I'm going to wait and see how this plays out. Right. 
Oh shit, he did something bad. Ding, ding, ding. Call for the bell. Right. Like, that's how refs should be instead of like, yeah. Nah, uh, 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 don't, don't break don't do the it. rules. Um, as if like Dean would have to be reminded throughout the match that like, oh, right. If I get disqualified, like I'm going to lose the belt. Yeah. Like he needed to. It, it, it kind of makes him look dumb. Like, does he really need to be fucking reminded of the stipulation he's known about for a long time? Right. No. And, and should have prepared for like a good competitor. Sure. And so there's like, you know, a lot of people who had problems with that. I can definitely see that. It didn't bother me quite as much. Um, just because, you know, with the Miz being a notorious cheater, you know, I can see where in kayfabe a referee might be like, hey, good guy who has the belt. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to do this. I get that maybe he did it a little too much. I think there were some spots where it was too much. The part where Miz told Maurice to slap him and the referee was like, wait a second. I know what's going on here. I thought it was brilliant in kayfabe. I thought it was a very cool moment where the ref was finally a not stupid ref and able to be like, okay, wait, he, yeah, she slapped him, but because of the stipulation. Okay. You know what? Shenanigans. Uh, anyway, so at the end, while Dean was arguing his case with the ref, uh, Miz hit him with a skull crushing finale. So technically, technically on the books, it was a clean win. So that's that. Miz is your new intercontinental championship and uh, champion. And fun fact, would you would you like to guess how many faces, how many faces currently hold titles in WWE across all three rosters, SmackDown, Raw, and NXT, and count tag team members separately? So if a, if a face tag team or a heel tag team has the belt, that's two people. How many face competitors currently hold belts across the three brands? All right, let's see. No, well, Brock's a whatever he wants to be. Calling him heel. Okay. Uh, if you have to think too long about if a person uh, is a face or a heel, they're probably a, a heel. Post Extreme Rules. Would you like a I hint? mean, Orton. Wait, no, he doesn't have the belt. No, Jinder has it the just belt. Shows how little that the whole storyline is fucking happening. It's zero, isn't it? Nope. Wait, it's Naomi. It's Naomi. It's Naomi, Naomi is the only face champion across any of the three brands. And it kind of makes a spotlight shine down on the potential laziness of WWE right now. Because while it is great for a face to be chasing the belt and whatnot, it's also just like, wow. So they're just defaulting to heels have the belts and a face chases. There's... And even Naomi's storyline, which we'll get to in a minute once we get to SmackDown. What the fuck is going on with that? You know, the Money in the Bank match is the big story. The B story is fucking Lana and Naomi. It's going to be weird, man. But let's let's circle back around to that. Sure, we, we got a sure. long thing for the pay-per-view to get through. Uh, I don't have the order written down. I have it written down in the order of the Wikipedia. So I'm just going to read through this. Uh, the mixed tag match, uh, we were both wrong. They let 
swan win in his hometown. Right, which is the first hometown win in how long? It's actually been months. Maybe it's been it's been several months. I don't have the the data for the last time, but long enough that like it was a big deal on social media where people were like they let someone win in their hometown. Holy what? shit. Uh Neville and Aries, good match. Very good match. Yeah, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I called the win. Didn't you call yes, the... Yes, I called Aries. And then, uh, I don't know if you saw the news. I actually wrote about it. Um, Aries is uh, taking some time off from the WWE. Sure. Uh, so I could see that they were probably like, do you want the belt? And he was probably like, I want a break. Sure. Like, dude is 39 years old. Did yeah. you know that? I did not know that. Like, holy crap. That's AJ Cena level old. Yeah. Um, and he can move. And, and he's 39 years old and also just put himself on the hardest work schedule he's ever been on in his life. Right. Because now he has to do both Raw and 205 Live and... House house shows, like yep. he didn't have that schedule in TNA, he didn't have that schedule in NXT. Yep. Um, and it's so you know he uh, in the interview it was about a book, right? That the interview took place. Uh, he uh, he mentioned that it could be a few days, it could be a little longer. He just needs some time to physically heal, mentally recuperate, and also he hinted at potentially doing some tweaks to his character. Um, both on social media and in that interview. So wish the the wish the best to Austin Aries come back soon. Um, and also we can get to uh, in a bit after we get through the matches. Uh, Hideo Itami, the news about Hideo. Uh, so the Hardys and Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, I felt like when I watched that match, it could have been match of the night. I think the Fatal Five Way still surpassed that match. Um, and again, stipulation a little bit. Uh, a little bit of confusion for the fans, especially live fans in attendance who didn't hear Michael Cole. Um, oh, sure. Because for Where them, both people have to be outside of the ring. Yeah. So for the people in attendance, there was a special confusion because we at home got to hear Michael Cole say, now that Jeff Hardy's re-entered the ring, he has to retouch the outside of the ring. Uh, people at home or in the, in the attendance were like, well, he already got out. So now does Matt only have to get out? Um very cool spot. The whisper in the wind off the top was dangerous. But holy cool. shit, that was great. Uh, the uh, the white noise off the top turnbuckle, man, that yeah. scared the shit out of me watching. And you could see Sheamus kind of shaking a little bit, and you could see Matt being like, "Just fucking do it." And they did it, and I was like, "Oh, cool." He didn't break his fucking neck, and it was a cool spot. Very cool match. Definitely, if you're gonna go back and watch this pay per view and you missed it, that's a highlight to watch. Um, we had. Now we have to get to before the main event. Just how bad was that Bailey versus Alexa Bliss? Ugh, I mean, I hate to even call it a match. It was it was so weird. Um, well, can I just go while well, we're talking about the, the tag match? Oh, um, sure. the uh, one obviously insert rant here about there being a fucking door in the cage matches. Of course, um, we can debate that till the end of time but the other thing is uh right at the start both Seamus and cesaro immediately shot up and started climbing right 
is the smart play not to let one of them go? Both grab the other one, beat him senseless, and then waltz out the door. I guess in kayfabe theory, the other guy who already got to the outside could then try to hold the door shut. Well, then beat him senseless and quick climb unopposed on like the opposite side of That's the That's also true. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you can give yourself a two on one situation. Right. No, I feel <sighs> you. It, it definitely, there's some kayfabe loopholes in there, uh, in or in uh, kayfabe holes in the logic, is what I should say. Um, but I thought it was a very good match. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought that the door coming into play at the end was fine. It it had purpose in that situation. Um, but man, you know, it's just it's just unfortunate that um there was so much confusion for the people in attendance as to what was happening. Um and there's not really a way without breaking up the flow of the match to let them know. But uh, did you have anything else you want to add it and then we can just hurry up and get through this atrocity and get to the main event? Uh, yeah, it's it's it was just a uh, I'm uh, if we're going to talk about wrestling matches making sense, mm-hmm. this women's match, it, it made no sense. I asked I asked several people who did not watch the pay-per-view. Um, I asked several of my friends, I said, hey. If it was an X on a pole match, what is the stipulation? And all of them said, if you retrieve X, you win the match. That is typically how blank on a pole matches operate. There have been some good blank on a pole matches in the past. I thought that the pink slip on a pole match between Foley and The Rock um, is one of my matches of all time that stands out to me. It had a very emotional reaction for me. He got the pink slip. Mick was fired. It was intense. Uh, there have obviously been some that don't work. Uh, the infamous, you know, mom on a forklift match variation. Um, but that being said, technically, whether and we've we've debated this, you and I and other people have debated whether or not it was an accident, whether or not Bailey meant to pull the kendo stick down on purpose, or if she was just holding on to it for leverage while she was standing up there lost her balance and then was pulled down with the stick regardless the stick comes down very early bailey doesn't win so it's like okay so then what kayfabe makes sense uh maybe bailey is the only one who can use the kendo stick since she pulled it down maybe the first one to get a kendo stick shot in wins the match neither of them. i'm pretty sure i thought i heard them say something along the lines of if you're the first woman to get the kendo stick, mm. then you can use it. Right. Which, in my mind, makes sense that if you are not the woman to get it, you can't use it. Yes. That would make that would make sense. But they both used it. Well, even though Bailey got it first. Well, Bailey, quote unquote, used it, but didn't actually make contact. She well, never she, hit her. She grabbed it first. Yeah. So she got it. And then swung it once, but missed. But... Alexa then got it and used it and beat the shit out of her. But like that was legal. Yeah. And then, and then wound up beating her with a DDT. So 
hey, DDT making a comeback in the women's division on Raw. Uh, I don't know. The match is bad. There should have been so many omens that this was going to be bad, whether it was the promo segments leading into this, uh, the notorious This Is Your Life segment, which they made fun of at the show uh, in backstage promos with Angle. The fact that Bailey's wacky waving inflatable tube men did not inflate during her entrance. There were so many signs that if there is a God, he did not want this match to happen. And yet it did. And it was bad. And uh, I mean, it was short. And it was, it's not even one of those matches. that's like so bad. You tell people, go check it out. It's it's so it's, it's just dumb. It's just so bad. Like I was kind of wa- excited to watch it because I was like, oh, man, Corey said this is a train wreck. This will be cool. And then I watched. And I was just like, OK, no, I, the, it's I, just dumb. I maybe I wasn't clear enough that what I intended was train wreck so bad. Just skip it. Just move past it. Um, and then we have the fatal five way, which I thought was a very strong match. Uh, it was paced. It wasn't completely frantic the entire match uh the cool tag team between the heels for a hot minute or alliance whatever you want to call it i thought there was a perfect moment in there where uh the four guys were brawling outside of the ring and it was just roman standing in the middle of it like prowling I was just like, this is actually a pretty neat little, and like obviously the crowd giving him shit for not wrestling. His spear spot when he throw Finn, throw Joe, throw the barricade. Yeah, it was a really cool spot. The coquina clutch was applied, and then he speared both of them. Very cool spot, which allowed Finn to, or not Finn, uh, Seth, the time to do the frog splash to the outside onto Bray. Did you see his knee hit the edge of that table though? Oof. That's why he was screaming. If you, if you watch the slow-mo replay again, you have a laptop. You could probably even find it. He he His knee hits the very metal corner of the announce table. And you watch his knee. That's the hardest part of the. <laughs> you watch his knee just do one of these real quick. And I was like, no. I was like, you got to be not again. Me. Luckily, he, he was fine. He finished the match. Uh, cool spot with him and Roman. And then Samoa Joe wins. And yeah, big surprise. Which, I, like, they they didn't do the full-on three-count sure. choke spot, but they did. I, I know was, you love I you love excited. you love that uh, can't keep his arm raised choke spot. That's you know you you had to have been watching this going. Oh man, I bet Corey was excited right here. But then they only do the one single arm drop. I really miss the old Hogan era one arm drop. They lift it up two drop, and then you. Boom. But it did make Samojo look like a monster. Did make him look strong. It's a dream match for me. I I was not even mad that I lost the predictions. Which I mean, like in all fairness, I or not in all fairness. Unfortunately, sure. uh, I I. Uh, had the result of that match spoiled right before I watched it, but that's unfortunate because like I have two friends pretty much on Facebook who like WWE and of course me and KT. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And KT had posted like congrats Samoa Joe for the win. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Uh, and then, no, I think on a whole, I would give the pay-per-view a pretty good rating. I'd say it was probably like a, a B. 
Solid B. Wait, where did I call Joe in my list? I know I didn't call him first. Third. Third? We both called him third. Oh. Uh. We like you had you had gone Finn, Roman, Joe, Rollins, Bray, and mm-hmm. I went Finn, Bray, Joe, Rollins, Roman. Mm. I th- yeah, I think Roman and Bray were just the flip flops. That was oh, yeah. the, that was the only way we would have been different. Which I was like, wow. Like early in that match, I was like, Bray might. But right. I'm actually glad he didn't because he doesn't need another big pay-per-view loss to somebody. Yeah, right. Also, um, it at least looks like they might be carrying over this like Bray Joe Alliance thing a little bit. Maybe. They certainly were they ta- did. tagging it up in the match. Yeah, and they did turn on each other a little bit in the five way, but it's a but five-way. I mean it's a five way. You gotta understand like so work that, together until you don't. So that was the pay per view. Moving on to Raw, and we can just sort of we're not gonna go Leave through it the whole thing. Uh we had a fucking crazy promo from Joe. Oh my god. Where I thought that he was going to like start making out with Paul Heyman. Oh no. And then he instead like choked him out and fucking wrecked his shit. The true brilliance of that spot was the fact that Joe did it in a way where it wasn't into the microphone to the whole arena. But it was just loud enough that he knew the the hard king would pick him up. Uh-huh. And man, just to hear him on that hot mic right. being like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do this. And then this. And like he walks through what he's going to do. And then Heyman's just like, I got no, I just know where I can go. Chokes out Heyman. And then they continued it onto Twitter after the show. And and he was like, hey, I, I assume that my message will be delivered promptly, Mr. Heyman. Uh Great segment between the two of them. Uh, and uh, what else on, on, on Raw as we're talking about? Big Show teamed up with Enzo. Uh, yeah, because that... Uh, well, it was it was not who attacked Enzo this week. It was who attacked Cass. Allegedly. Whoa. We'll get to that. Um, and still no resolution on the text message. Yeah, so they no, brought it back up, but they didn't are still dragging that story out. Sure, uh, they. And so, I don't want intend to sound that like a bad thing because I'm all for long term storytelling course, yeah. in wrestling. So when I say dragging it out, that's not like oh they're dragging it out. I mean they're adequately timing sure. it. Sure. So Big Cass was found down and out. Enzo wound up teaming up with the Big Show. Uh, and uh, oh, real quick, I know that this is completely uh, backtracking real quick. Did you see the message I sent you? The ESPN fact? Yes. My God. For those of you at home who are unaware, Illuminati confirmed uh, for sure. Uh, it turns out ESPN did some fact checking and the Hardys last title run before they left in 2007, they won the title on April 2nd from John Cena and Shawn Michaels, lost it on June 4th to Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. There's a throwback. And this time in 2017, won on April 2nd from Gals and Anderson, lost to Sheamus and Cesar on June 4th. So 10 years apart, same dates, April 2nd, June 4th, title reigns. Interesting to note. Sorry, getting back to Raw. Uh, so uh, Cass was found down. He brought Big Show in to be his partner. Uh, Big Show came backstage. There was an awkward, uh, very tense moment between the three of them. 
So there's people saying maybe Big Show did this to Cass. There's people saying maybe Cass wasn't actually knocked out, but was faking it, and he's still the suspect. This could be a Cass heel turn. We what don't if know. Enzo attacked him, and he was faking the two times he got attacked. Poss- possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possible, I guess. A little weird if Enzo turned heel. I don't know. Uh, Nia Jax won uh, over Alexa Bliss for the Raw, but in a DQ uh, after interference. Uh, and Bray Wyatt. He had a he had a match, didn't he? With uh, who did he have a match with? On Raw, was it Roman? Bray. He did not have a match. Oh, wait, it wasn't Roman. Yes, I was thinking oh. Seth for some reason. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He he did. It was the kickoff match. He, was he, Roman and he, Bray, and he, and he lost. Of course, Roman, which sucks. Um, Joe had his killer segment. Uh, Elias Sampson got beat up by Dean. Uh, and also the Miz had the celebration segment. That was the other thing I wanted to quickly talk about. That was a really interesting segment. Uh, I love kayfabe awareness. Uh, It doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while you get a spot where a wrestler is hyper aware of their, their existence within kayfabe. Uh, much like when new day, uh, called out the fact that there was a cake in the ring with them. They're like, this is not going to end well. There's never been a segment on a WWE show where cake did not end up on the person in the ring. Uh, Miz came out for the celebration with Maurice. They're having fun. Then they're like, wait a second. Who's this guy in the bear costume? I didn't hire a guy in a bear costume for this. Maurice is like, I didn't hire a guy in a bear costume. There go. Ergo, <laughs> the Miz goes, that must be Dean Ambrose. Hits him. Turns out it's just, just a dude. Then a present gets wheeled down to the ring. He goes, that's got to be Dean Ambrose in that box. Smashes the box. Maurice is like, that was a gift that I got for you. And then it turns out, haha, Dean was dressed up as one of the camera guys. There's the attack. So Dean looks smart getting one over on the heel. It's always good to see the face outsmart the heel. It doesn't happen all the time. And, uh, you know, then uh, Miz got beat up but also was surprisingly aware of kayfabe in the process so that was raw we got through that pretty quick dragged a little bit on the uh pay-per-view there so smackdown (laughs) (laughs) uh we just had a little bit of a goof gaff giffy we're not gonna talk about that so smackdown for the Uh, first time uh bob uh uh-huh uh Shinsuke so, pinned Kevin Owens clean to start the show. Was that the first match? I'm pretty sure. Uh, and so this time he gets the, the pinfall clean over him in singles competition. Uh, and also not for the belt, but. not for the belt, but still uh, looking strong. Uh, and Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens look weak again as champ, which is irksome to say the least to see your champion taking pinfalls. He didn't need to take them in the tag matches. Um, and, uh, also Kevin Owens broke his thumb apparently. And, uh, but you were saying he's not going to miss any in ring action, which, Hey, there you go. Very strong. Uh, strong. they talked about the women's money in the bank match. Uh, and Naomi came out and was like, I'm not going to have anything to do with this show. And then Lana comes out, makes her, her SmackDown debut. The butt. 
and uh, <laughs> indeed, and uh, somehow gets a fucking title yeah, apparently shot. You could so the SmackDown women two weeks ago had this huge brawl outside the ring, and then this week they they get told that. You know, they get a historic ladder match to determine who gets a championship shot. Yeah. And apparently, if you just annoy Naomi enough, you get one anyway without having to do any of that hard work. It's pretty dumb, but we'll see what happens. Also, also, I, f- I swear to God, if Naomi loses this match, it's uh, well, you know, what's funny is, is I follow Lana on Snapchat. Oh, yeah. She's purely great. for kayfabe research reasons, Bob. Don't be giving me none of them looks. Honestly, I do it. I, I I follow her as well on Snapchat solely because I like it when she forces Rusev to be in her snaps. And he's just like, no, go away. Especially when she puts the deer filter on and he just has the antlers. He's like, no, stop it. In a, high, in a high pitch voice. He's like, I'm just trying to read. Why are you bothering me? Lot? I'm just trying to read. She's oh, like, but great. we're so cute on Snapchat, Rusev. And he's like, I just want to read. Let me be, woman. I love it. Uh, anyway, on Snapchat, fun fact, she posted this to her Snap story. And then uh, a little bit later, I had mentioned it to uh, one of my other wrestling buddies. And he was like, oh, she removed it from her Snap story. Uh, she had a snap where she was like running in the gym and was like training for when I win the women's championship at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And then like winks and was like Shh, into the fucking camera. And then I was like, wait, what? As if like, don't tell anybody I'm winning the championship. And I was like, it could just be her being semi in mean, character. But probably- she said it with no Russian accent. She said it in her normal voice. She was like, I'm winning the championship. On She's Sunday. smart. She's not going to be okay. sharing her fucking okay. WWE booking secrets with Probably hundreds of thousands of people who just watch her on Snapchat. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Mojo Raleigh has a confrontation with Shane McMahon where he's just like, I'm Mojo Raleigh and I thought I told you. And Shane McMahon's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's nice to see that he brings up the fact that, hey, I won this thing and then you guys did jack shit. Yeah with me and i didn't even get into the fucking ladder match which yeah. i think i even mentioned that i was like why isn't mojo in this why didn't yeah. he get rewarded for this and yeah. uh so i mean i guess it's smart but then he has to go job out to fucking gin 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 so yeah he he fights gender if he wins he gets in the money in the bank match and he loses and then uh yeah we'll see what they do with mojo going forward i think you had a couple weeks ago said maybe they'll heel turn him Maybe he'll just get so fed up with not getting anything. But then it kind of uh, you have a reduced number already of capable faces on your brand. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Dolph Ziggler via pinfall to get his back in the 50-50 booking. Uh, We had an excellent fashion file segment with the New Day. You watched this, did you not? Oh, it was fucking masterful. Just to keep getting better. I... Those guys are so fucking funny. And then you uh, you actually you have made them so funny that you have to have the New Day come in and be the straight men in their sketch. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, that's if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it for you at home. 
You need to get on the YouTubes. Okay. They're all on there. And find. I think someone even made a video where all of them are in one video. Sure. Probably. And this one, it has all these elements. It has the noir black and white that uh, has the the inner monologue. The fact that they can be telepathically conversing with each other. Yeah, they're having like the inner monologue stuff like you'd see in an old noir film. Like, I knew when they walked into the office. But like Breezango and, Fun- uh, Breeze and uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango can hear each other's inner monologue voices. But New Day can't. They play off that. Uh, the new case rocks was mm-hmm. was great everything about this segment also i don't know if you heard it they like kind of muttered it when they because they were like walking and they walk in the door and they just stop and go wait we're black and white <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fucking beautiful man you got to check the shit out um yeah gender defeated mojo raleigh uh orton is gonna wind up fighting gender at the pay-per-view uh i doubt he wins because it seems like they have storyline going forward with you know gender being the heel with the belt but who knows yeah i but who knows man so next week is the go home and then Mm -hmm. next sunday is money in the bank correct and i Putting it back on because once again, we're in a hometown mm-hmm. and it could be that they just don't give champions wins in their hometown. Sure. Maybe that's how Rich Swan eked out. Uh, Who knows, man? But I just. I don't want them to give it to Randy because he's fucking terrible. Yeah, but New Day defeated the Colognes in the ring. Sammy had a backstage segment. Their and SD live in ring day, but oh yeah. So New Day, New Day picks up the win. Sammy Zayn has an interview backstage. Rand Corbin hits him. Shane McMahon and Naomi talk about the blah 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 blah. That's when uh, Lana got her official title shot. The show, I think, it closed with uh, Shinsuke and Kevin Owens because I think it opened with the women. Um, and yeah, so that was SmackDown Live. Uh, interesting show yeah um they're certainly developing towards what should be a good Mm pay-per-view uh because what do we what do we know for sure is on it we know that there's going to be gender randy which will probably be kind of boring but whatever right the ladder matches uh we'll have the money in the bank ladder match and the women's uh yeah (laughs) sorry sorry jesus christ Corey. i'll chill uh (laughs) A ladder match with uh, KO, AJ, Ziggler, Sammy, Shinsuke, Shinsuke, and Kevin Owens. I said KO, but there should uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Yes, and uh, then a ladder match (laughs) with all of the women, Mm -hmm. Um, and then the. It's it's kind of sad that one. There's no U.S. title belt, but the U.S. title guys in the Money in the Bank match, sure. so whatever. Two, the other two big title belt matches are going to be bad. Yeah, Naomi Lana is going to be at least weird. It's At it's, best, I feel like it's going to be weird. Yeah, it's not going to be a great match. Like, I can tell you right now, it will not be 
a good wrestling match. No. <laughs> Uh, and Jinder versus Randy will probably not be that great of a match. Uh, I don't have high hopes for it. And then I guess you have the tag belts, which are going to be up for contention with New Day versus Usos. Yo. Which, I mean, that should be a fine match. Sure. You know, the the competitors involved are all very talented. Can I ask you a question? But I don't want New Day to have the belts. Yet, well, sure. Yeah, yeah, they can have them later, but I want Usos to keep them. Uh, where is American Alpha? Who gives a shit? Oh dear. I mean, and therein lies part of the issue. Outside of that, obviously overly hostile response, right? Who cares? Hmm. Here's to my non NXT watching ass. Sure, I've had this team come up. And everyone says, these guys are the greatest wrestlers. And they put on some good performances in the ring. Mm -hmm. And I say, okay, I'm interested. And then they fucking immediately win the tag belts. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, these guys are champs. And then they pretty much immediately fucking lose the tag belts. I go, okay, these guys are weak as shit. Terrible. And then they disappear. And so how am I supposed to care that they're not there? Sure. Fair. Fair. <laughs> like they held them the tag belts for what? A month? Uh, I feel like it was a little longer, but the reason it felt so short was because they didn't defend them. Yeah, they, they lost them on that. First, that first non, or second. Yeah. No, they lost them on the non-pay-per-view, pay-per-view SmackDown episode right after Christmas. The the championship scramble or whatever, where they like defended all of the belts on, on television and the Usos won them there. I'm pretty sure. I don't know that the Usos have or no, no, uh, the Wyatts won them there is what I mean. Hmm. Back when Randy was with the Wyatts. Sure. Oh, right. Yeah. Have they been gone really prominently gone for that long? They defended against the Wyatts. I think, if not, I don't think they made it onto the card for Rumble, which would have been the next pay-per-view. Wow, they weren't at Mania either. Or if they were, they might have been in the Andre the Giant. They Dine. definitely mm, No, I don't think they were. I don't think they were in Mania at all. Wow, so it's been a minute. Yeah. I wonder if they're hurt. Maybe. I've got again, no like, on that. Whatever. They're just so boring. So we're going to have to see what happens on the Go Home Show. We're going to have to see what happens on the Go Home Show for this week. We got one more week for it. We also have Tier 1 coming up this weekend. We're going to a local promotion in Brooklyn, Tier 1 Wrestling. Uh, We're going to put some... I'm going to put some feelers out to some people from there. See if we can get a word with anybody. Uh, So hopefully next week, in addition to predictions for Money in the Bank, we will end the Go Home Smackdown. Maybe we'll have some stuff from this tier one show. Yeah. Uh, here's I got the card for this. For tier so one. Um, which, is, by the way, this is going to be a four hour show. Wow. Which uh, is impressive considering that Corey and I will be spending like two and a half hours combined on public transit getting there and back. Um, anyway, we have the dream match 
their words, not mine. Sure. However, it is Pentagon Junior versus Loki, first time ever. So like, very cool. Holy shit! Uh, as someone who just today, literally a couple hours ago, finished uh, watching season one of Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. like, holy fuck! Pentagon Junior is one of my new favorite wrestlers. So this will be very cool. Uh, and then another first time ever match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Homicide versus Matt Riddle. We know how much we love the bro in this recording household. Mm-hmm. Um, but Homicide is uh, one of those uh, older talents from, you may remember from TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a coworker. He said he loved him back when he was a kid. Uh, so this will be a good one. Uh, we oh, have gosh, the Tier it. 1 Wrestling World Championship match of Darius Carter, who is the Tier 1 champion, mm-hmm. uh, going up against our favorite, ACH. Nice. Uh, not our favorite, but definitely. No, uh, he's top in there. He's, he's, uh, up, there. he's, he's up there. Um, hopefully those little girls aren't screaming through his whole match. Oh, Jesus. But... Uh, <laughs> That said, ACH is a great talent, uh, very fun to watch. And I don't know this Darius Carter guy, but he is everywhere in the New York indie wrestling scene. So it'll be good to finally see a match of his. Awesome. Uh, And then the rest of the guys aren't necessarily that well known, but we have a triple threat match between uh, the LDN Capital Champion Alan Lee Travis versus Cooley uh, K Cooley K versus Colossal Mike Law. Okay. I've uh, seen Mike Law wrestle. He's good. We have Sonny Kiss the Concrete Rose versus Anthony Henry. Okay. Uh, we have the Tier One Tag Team Championship uh, match of Mike Verna and Stockade versus Team PAWG. Pogue. Uh, we have the ad- ab- abominable CPA versus the King of Chaos Logan Black. Okay. The Raw Dog Johnny Silver versus Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson yeah. versus JT Dunn. And Federated Wrestling versus the American Destroyers, Mike Orlando and Nicholas Como- Co- Komoroto versus Donovan Dijak and Mikey Webb, which I think we've seen Dijak wrestle at mm-hmm. Evolve. Yep. And then there's a special appearance by formerly known as Jack Swagger. Which I'm interested to see what that is. Who knows what formerly known as Jack Swagger has to you say. You know what shirt I have to wear on Sunday. We the people. I have to wear my We the People shirt. Uh, so I'm going to try to see if I can get a word in with somebody from uh, from Tier 1. We got uh, we had some friend requests from some people at, at, at uh, Tier 1. See if they'll give us any, any information. Uh, Talk to them before or after the show or something. Uh, also, I have the card. They've they've updated the card for Evolve. Our boy Dennis Long, front of the show. Mm-hmm. Evolve 87. They've updated the card for that. We're going to that out into the boom later this month. Oh, I haven't seen. Oh, are you ready for this? That one. Here's the, sure, up, here's sure. the current updated card as I'm of. I'm excited. I have no clue. As of this morning. Here's the updated card. Uh, WWN championship match. Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee. Oh, oh. Big oh, boy Keith. Oh, that'll be a fucking show. So you know that uh Dickinson and Jaka 
Dirty Daddy. Yeah, they're the new tag champs. Uh, Jaka is going for a double championship. He is fighting Zack Sabre Jr. for the Evolve Championship match. Uh, He doesn't stand much of a chance, but... But it would be interesting if he became a double champ. Uh, The returning Trent Beretta will be facing Austin Theory. Mm -hmm. Uh, Evolve Tag Team Championship Chris Dickinson will take on Fred Yehi in a one-on-one match. Ooh, that's got some revenge angles with Uh, it. And then other people confirmed for the show. Tracy Williams, Timothy Thatcher with Stokely Hathaway, Ethan Page, ACH, Jason Kincaid, Br- Priscilla Kelly, and others. Um, oh, Jason Kincaid. He was only at the second show we went to, yeah. and he had some really innovative offense. Yeah. It'll be exciting to see another match of his. So those are the confirmed matches and appearances right now. Um, Unfortunately... Our boy Darby Allen doesn't seem to be on the card as of yet. As of yet. But and also, I don't know what his update is on his injury. I they actually, definitely have not. Uh, they, they do not have enough names on that show for a full Evolve match sure. card. So we'll know, there'll be more added. Uh, some other wrestling news. Uh, I got a couple things real quick. Uh, so more football people getting involved in, in wrestling. Okay. Uh, so f- first off, um, this is not this guy's first appearance, but D'Angelo Williams, uh, the running back. Okay. Um, so he is making an appearance at, at impact wrestling, formerly TNA. He had already done a storyline angle before with Gary Barnage, the tight end from the Browns. Uh, but he, they just tweeted out impact wrestling tweeted out a couple days ago that D'Angelo Williams stopped by the office and there it's a big deal on their TV broadcasts of what's D'Angelo Williams doing here? Why is he in the office? And he's looking for the owners. So what does he want? Literally that meme of what's D'Angelo Williams doing in the impact zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so it looks like he's going to do something for Slammiversary 15. July 2nd is the what Dave Meltzer is reporting. Okay. Uh, it it should be noted uh, that he has done stuff for them before, so this is not entirely new. Gronk just did the thing at WrestleMania, but another one that's very interesting is that former Colts punter and noted character in the NFL, uh, uh, Pat McAfee, uh-huh. um, former Colts punter, is beginning his own like intro to wrestling. So he. Amongst just being like a, a noted funny guy at press conferences and blah, blah, blah. He retired at, uh, I think he retired last year. He's like 30 years old. He built a ring in his, on his property and brought in Rip Rogers. He's only 30 years old and he retired? Yeah. That's it, pretty early retiring age. I mean, fuck Especially it, for a punter. I mean, if he made his money. Then, I guess. But, uh, you know, there, we don't know why he retired, whatever. But he got Rip Rogers... Uh, from Ohio Valley Wrestling to come out and train him to come out and train him, which like, hey, like that's pretty big fucking right. If name. you're gonna get a trainer, yeah, Rip Rogers. Uh, and some people were saying were wondering if uh, this might just be some sort of like Pat making a stir because uh, Rip Rogers, you know, so there was the whole tie into him in the dot 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 dive controversy and, and him training people so pe- some people are speculating if maybe this is just like a stunt but they're also like who knows man this guy could actually just want Love wrestling want to wrestle who knows I mean, he saw gronk and went hey, i can do that too yeah dude 
Uh, also, uh, coming back to Impact Wrestling. So, uh, recently we reported that Impact Wrestling, um, I say we reported, we re reported other people's stories. <laughs> oh, man, us bre- breaking news, guys. <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, there's the possibility that we could break news in the future when it comes to like local indie promotions here in New sure. York. That would be really cool. Maybe we'll start doing more coverage of indie promotions. If you're listening out there, Dennis and need a store. The New York News. But we had talked about how... New York Wrestling News. You're listening to WSPNYC. Wrestling Small Package, New York City. I don't know. Fuck it. All right. Back to the story. So Impact... Impact had done some tapings in India, and they were like the first one to actually do the tapings in India. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's a big, it's a big fucking deal. Um, but it's also coming out that they reportedly paid the fans to attend. Yes, um, they. Well, no, they did not pay the fans to attend. They paid people to attend because I've read right. reports online of fans who wanted to attend, who could not buy tickets because they were not for sale. That's because they had hired people to attend. Just basically actors. Yes. When I, I guess you at home couldn't hear this, uh, but like when I, when I was saying fans, what I meant to do was, air quotes, uh, fans. Uh, fans in attendance. Uh, so yeah, the report is that they were, people were paid, what are you doing? People were paid between 250 and 400 rupees or three dollars and eighty cents to seven dollars and sixty cents American. I mean, shit. I'd get. Attend. I would get paid seven dollars to go to a wrestling show. Sure. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not, um, yeah. But uh, you know, everyone was instructed according to the Observer. Everyone was instructed on who to cheer and who to boo, and it went fine. All things considered, you know, you basically paid actors to cheer for you wanted to be cheered, um, and then. Uh, Rick Flair got into a fight with a Warriors fan. Did you see his broken ass finger? How gross it was. Yeah, apparently. I don't so Saul allegedly dude. Weird right. I I don't know. Cause like why the fuck would Rick Flair be defending Cleveland? Because he's a he's a big Cavs fan. He's on the record as being like a diehard Cavs fan. I don't know why. I have no right. North Carolina has their own basketball team. Everything about this story is fucking weird. The only thing that's not weird is that it was it involved a fight, Ric Flair, and an airport. That's literally the only part of the story that you just immediately go that checks out. Ric Flair was at an airport. Of course, he was in a fight. Sure, everything else is just sort of weird. And he said, she said, he said, he said, they said, cops said. I don't know something about he was watching the Cavs and the Warriors and then somebody who was a Warriors fan started some shit with him. He got into a fight. His pinky finger confirmed in photo looked like a fucking crinkle fry. Oh, yeah. No, that was that was definitely fucked up. And then he was like he posted that picture himself with one warrior fan down as the caption left hand still good. Be in the land on Wednesday. Rihanna, move over and let Nate show you how it's done. No pain, no gain. Let's do it, Cavs. Woo at Cavs. I don't understand why he's such a big Cavs fan, but literally the next line on this, I think it's CBS, no, San Francisco Gate. Uh, the next line after his caption is just, okay. <laughs> Journalistic right there. Uh, so that 
right, let's unpackage this. That fucking happened. Uh, the official the official trailer for Tour de Pharmacy uh, is a new HBO um, a parody movie. It uh, it features Orlando Bloom, Will Forte, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Mike Tyson, uh, J.J. Abrams, Kevin Bacon, Danny Glover, Jeff Goldblum, Felicia Rashad, Maya Rudolph, Chris Webber, among many others. But the big one for us is John Cena's in this. Uh, and it is a parody. Do- it's a mockumentary of uh, the doping scandals in professional biking, which makes it even more funny to me that John Cena would put himself into that. But apparently he is what somebody ends up looking like later in the movie. So he's somebody later in the movie. Do you um, want to see an insane Canadian destroyer plus pop-up German suplex combo that Jeff Cobb did to Matt Riddle? I would love to. Unfortunately, everyone at home can't. They'll have to send me the link so I can at least post it in the web description on podbean.com. We just renewed our we just renewed our thing, guys. So, so that you'll be seeing it from the start. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> that was insane. Uh, make sure to share that on our Twitter or something. Tweet that out. Check us out on, on Twitter at Smock Package POD. Uh, here's a funny, stupid rumor that we can resolve. Go for it. And then, uh, and then we have to get to the biggest story of the day. Is- it came out that TJ Perkins' name was changed to TJP because Vince hates the restaurant chain Perkins. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? TJP what? took to Twitter. <laughs> This is this is re- this is rumors. <laughs> TJP took to Twitter saying, "Actually, I just asked to be called TJP. Not very complicated. So, who could hate Perkins? It's breakfast food, right? Is it like, Perkins? Am I thinking of the right place? The place with the muffins, right? Perkins is the place with the big ass muffins, right? I, I don't." Know. You know? Do you know Perkins? But apparently, uh, Brian Alvarez was told sure. this. So, whatever. I, I just don't understand who could Perkins muffins. I'm just googling this. I'm pretty sure that's the place with the dope breakfast and the big ass muffins. Yeah, the mammoth muffins of Perkins. This is a this is a, a legitimate thing. These muffins are fucking huge. This is for scale. That's the muffin next to a coffee cup. That's huge. These muffins are are gigantic. Anyway, uh, last couple stories of the day. Uh, rumor mail going around that Atami might be leaving. Uh, the last NXT episode, um, he got into he he was in a match. He hit the go to sleep rather than pin his opponent. He did it again. He had more finishing moves on the guy who was already unconscious. Cash's, oh no, came out to the ring and stopped him. Hideo Itami was mad and left. Uh, had an interview backstage uh, where they even addressed the rumors that his contract's coming up soon. He's 36. 
There have been rumors going around that he wants to go back to Japan because he doesn't feel like he's had a push here. At the same time, he's had a lot of injuries here since he left. Um, and, you know, it was such a big fucking deal when he came uh, to NXT. So it would be kind of sad, but they did a backstage interview. Um, your phone is buzzing. The only reason I know that is because the microphone's on it. Uh, and I've got, I got the headphones on. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's rumors that he might be going back. So it, it, some people are questioning whether or not the backstage interview was addressing those rumors directly or if it just was coincidental. But in the backstage interview after the match, they addressed the fact that his contract with WWE expires soon. Is he going to be renewing? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Um, so there's all that. Do you have anything else to, to talk about before we get into Cornette and close the show out? Um, yeah, uh, Austin Aries. Uh, he, I, I actually wrote about this on IDigi, uh, which will no longer be a thing probably by the time this is posted. So oh, success. Well. Um, It'll assuming- be what, player one now, player dot one, player dot one which is a much better name. I don't think we're calling it player dot one, even though that's what you type into the URL, your address bar, but I think we're, yeah, that's fine, which is also going to make me think of AJ Styles all the fucking time because they abbreviated a lot to P one. Nice. Um, point is Austin Aries, uh, in a pod, in uh, a radio show interview for Mm. the, I forget what it's on Sirius XM. Um, He said that he was going to be taking some time off of WWE uh, to rest up Um, in, in the interview. It should be noted. He said like something along the lines of like this, this time off could be as short as two days. Right. Uh, But he just wants like to take a breather. It sounds, you know, Mm -hmm. rest is rest is rusty old bones. Which homeboy is nine thirty nine years old? Just got off of a really bad uh, ocular eye socket injury thing. Yeah, um, we talked about this earlier in the show. We did right after we talked about the the Neville Aries match. Oh, we talked, and I was just like, I at first I was like, I was like, I think did we talk about this? And then you exactly said the same thing earlier about him being thirty nine, and I was like, oh right, I was like, oh shit, wait, am I deja vuing? Because I didn't want to interrupt you in case we had sure, talked about it. But, but then I was like, when you said I, I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> Which is also sad because, see, we talked about it like uh, once or twice before the sh- podcast. And I was like, yeah, oh, we I'm talked about sure. it before the show. So I'm going to make sure we get it. Because oftentimes we'll talk about stuff before the podcast. Then we forget to talk about it because we've already talked about it. Here's a little, that's a little BT, BTS insider <laughs> knowledge for you people at home. Bob and I don't just talk about wrestling on the air. We talk about it. Pretty <laughs> it's much alive. All the fuck, much to the chagrin of your girlfriend and my wife. We talk about it pretty much all the fucking time. Uh, any, anything else you want to get to? And then we can hit up this cornet fucking thing. Uh, well, seeing as how I don't want to put my foot in my mouth anymore. I'll just, I'll just wrap Dude, it up that. Do you know what? For me, it's well, a, it's a the welcome fact, opportunity. I, I asked, I'm pretty sure, and you said that I hadn't talked about it. So I don't know. Wasn't like, did, did we cover that way? And you're like, no, it's to go. I don't anyway, think. I don't think. Point so. is, it doesn't matter. Point Usually is, I'm fuck the it. We're the we're right. We're the, we're at the end of the show. You guys probably aren't even listening anymore. Get to the big news. Yeah. 
usually I'm the one who gets to look. It looks I, I I look I make myself look like a doofus all the time on the show. So I'm just like, did I do anything stupid? I I did do something stupid, but we cut it out already. Oh yeah, twice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I re- for, full disclosure: there's a cut earlier in the episode where we just deleted a whole segment where I referred to Sin Cara as Callisto. But then it turned out I was talking about the original Sin Cara and not current Sin Cara. So I was just completely wrong anyway. Uh, so Jim Cornette, man, he dropped a fucking bombshell Jesus on his radio Christ. show. It's not a bombshell. Like, that's putting too little emphasis on bombshells. Yeah. Like, he he raked that man over the coals. Like He, he threatened to basically murder someone. He didn't threaten. He pretty much outright said he was going to murder him. So obviously everyone knows that Jim Cornette is is feisty. He's fiery. He's very that's, passionate. That's putting it lightly. Uh, he has a lot of beliefs about wrestling, and he believes them very hard. Uh, recently, he's come back into somewhat good terms with WWE. He was on Table of Three. He was at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Did a whole in- induction. Yeah. And so he's he's you know it's he's not softened his edges at all. But he's he's come to the table and and bitten you know not no pun intended, and uh, you know he's he's working a little bit with WWE while still working on his own independent stuff. Yes, he's still very much Jim Cornette. He has also never changed his views on Vince Russo, which is that he despises Vince Russo as many people do. A lot of people blame Vince Russo for a lot of bad things at WCW, in WWE, WWF, uh, a lot of independent companies. However. Uh, Cornette basically views Russo as the person who ruined wrestling. Yes. And brought it down from what it was to what it is now. Sure. He views it as Russo directly caused the dumbing down of the product. Yes. And all of the bad things in wrestling right now are solely in pretty in especially in in the way he goes on this rant yes. pretty much every bad thing in wrestling he puts on Vince Russo's shoulders and Vince Russo did do i mean you can have whatever opinion went on on a lot of the Vince Russo stuff he he's been a, at least there for a lot of downfalls Co- oh, even sure. if at best it's coincidentally he's a bad he's like the little surfer token that the Brady bunch found you find him bad stuff happens so he goes on his show and clarifies in the opening statement that no one else is responsible for what he's about to say. <laughs> he then goes on a, I think it's like a 10, 10 and a half minute fucking tirade saying all these awful things about Vince Russo, about how he's the worst thing that's ever happened. Every day that Vince Russo is alive and breathing, Jim Cornette is in like agony. Uh, he goes off about his in-laws and his wife must be disappointed in him. He must not be able to get his dick hard. Yeah. So just much. taking the most personal, like to the point where it's like, if Russo really wanted to, he probably has like defamation and libel lawsuits. Ready At the to very go. least, he could call the cops and be like, this dude is threatening to beat my ass. Uh, and hey, s- no cops, man. No cops, man. So, yeah, all this stems from Russo making statements on the internet about how he wanted Jim Cornette to come on his podcast uh, or on another podcast, like a third-party podcast uh, or a video for charity or something and hash this out as if they would suddenly, in Jim Cornette's words, skip off 
into the sunshine and be best friends. Uh, well, as if I have anything to even talk to him about. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quickly cut in right here in the podcast just a little a little snippet of some uh, not, you just have to listen to the whole thing but it's a quick snippet I'm gonna cut a in taste. right here. Russo went crazy and he was on again making all these comments and all these chat. Well, they ought to say it to my face. They ought to say it to my face because that's that's every every time that I speak about Vince Russo. He's always trying to defect, deflect my comments or tell people that it's my shtick and I don't really mean it. I just say stuff like that because I make money off of it. <laughs> and I've said that I don't make money off knocking Vince Russo. It's my hobby. I do it for enjoyment. I make a lot of money, which is more than I can say for that unemployed fucking loser. And then he tried to say, well, I just can't believe it. he can't be telling the truth because I can't believe anybody would hate somebody like that just over wrestling. Because that's what Vince Russo thinks about the wrestling business. It's just a joke. Just like these jock-sniffing wannabes that do play wrestling. He can't believe anybody would hate somebody that bad over just wrestling. Because he doesn't take it seriously and he never has. And he's part of the reason why that this business is in the shit shape it's in. And then finally when all that didn't work, then he kept trying to get me on his show. Or worse yet, get him on my show to debate like we could talk this out, like I've I've actually come out and said, I want him to die. If I could get away with murdering him and not go to jail, I would. I hate him worse than anything that has ever walked on this planet. The thought of him breathing disgusts me, but yet I'm going to debate him face to face. Come on my show and, and tell me this to my face instead of behind my back. Everything that I've said is not only on worldwide internet, but is on worldwide YouTube, has been put on video for posterity forever. Nothing's been behind his back, but he wants me to come and face him face-to-face on Skype, on his show, because he's an attention whore, and he's desperate, because he's a failure in life, because he's toxic in this industry, because no reputable promotion will hire him. Because he's already put everybody out of business. The last one that did, that fucking goofy fucking douchebag Dixie Carter, had to keep it secret that she was paying him because her TV network would cancel her, which they did. And a lot of her top talent would jump ship, which they did, if they found out that she had anything to do with that miserable sack of snake feces. So as you could hear from that, uh, he's he's fired up. Uh and uh, he goes on in the podcast, uh, in, or in his yeah, is it a radio show podcast? I forget. I can't remember if it's on like Sirius. It's a podcast, I think. Uh, he goes on to then challenge Russo. It sounds like just to a fight to the death. Well, he said anytime, anywhere. Well, Vince, I got an offer for you, Vince Russo, and I want all your little stooges to listen real close, and I want them to tell you. I want them to play this for you because I want you to hear it. You say you want to meet me face to face and you want me to say all these things to you in person instead of behind your back. Well, we ain't going to do it on a a podcast. We ain't going to have a debate. Here's the deal. You send me a date 
and a time and an address. And it doesn't have to be your home address because I know you don't want me to know where you live because you probably do live in your in-laws basement since you're an unemployed failure and you're toxic and nobody wants to have anything to do with you. And every wrestling promoter, every great wrestling veteran of the last 20 years that's ever drawn any money has nothing but bad things to say about you. Bret Hart said you ought to be hung in a parking lot. I know you don't want me to know where you live, so send me a date and a time and a neutral address, and I'll come to you. You don't have to come to me. You're in Evansville now. It's not that far away. I'll come to you because I know you don't have money for gas, Vince, being as you're in such a miserable state and you're living on food stamps. Your wife's probably ready to divorce you because you haven't had a job and been employed in years. So send me a date, a time, and an address. I'll come to you. Make it a public park, maybe somewhere out of the way, somewhere where there won't be too many people to intervene. But here's the rules. No cops, no guns, and no knives, and we both come alone. And what happens, happens. Nobody makes a dime off of it. Nobody gets any publicity off of it. Nobody's ever going to know that it's even going to happen until after it happens when nobody hears from you anymore. And because you're, you're broke and you're unemployed, And you probably don't know where your next fucking meal is coming from and you can't provide for your family. And that must, I bet you can't even get your dick hard anymore, Vince, because you can't provide for your family and you don't feel like a man. So it must really give you erectile dysfunction, you fucking piece of shit that you can't provide for your family and you're a failure and you're a laughing stock. So not only will I come to you, not only will I meet you in a neutral location, with no cops, no guns, no knives, just the two of us. But I'm going to have $5,000 in cash with me because I got that, Vince, unlike you. You don't have to bring anything. You don't even have to bring a ham sandwich. I'm going to have $5,000 in cash with me, and you can have it if you can take it away from me. But I'm making you a legitimate offer. I swear on my mother's grave, if you give me a date, a time, and an address, I will meet you there and I will bring five grand in cash as long as the rules are no cops, no guns and no knives. And what happens happens. And if you don't fucking take me up on that, you piece of shit, then shut your fucking dick liquor from now on because I'm sick and fucking fed up with you and everybody else is too. You've been found out. Nobody believes in you anymore. Everybody knows what you're all about. You've stabbed everybody in the back you've ever worked with. You've killed guys' careers with your goofy gimmicks. You've made the wrestling business a fucking joke with your fucking ADD goddamn booking and your Jerry Springer show horse shit. And most of all, you're a piece of fucking shit, and I will prove it. Send me the date, the time, and the place, or shut the fuck up. So, Bob, you and I have both listened to this entire thing, and it's it's fucking crazy, right? Like, this is legit. Just Oh, absolutely. Like, there are times where you're just like, you should probably shut up, man. Like, this, this can't end well for anybody. Um, how, how vulgar and offensive you're being. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely interesting to hear to hear what Jim Cornette had to say, and uh, we're gonna have to wait and see. Like for some guy who Jim Cornette says he doesn't care about, he definitely he, is really passionate. He uh, he certainly cares. 
Um, certainly cares at least a little. There's breaking news right now. RN. Right now that R-N. Vince Russo has issued an apology. What? Um, but all of the sites that are covering it have apology in quotes. Um, so I'm trying to find this right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is all just <laughs> happening in real time. Yeah, it is Friday afternoon. Uh, and I'm trying to find this right now. Oh, wait, I apologize for both. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Hit I got us. it on YouTube. Hit us, hit us with a bell. I apologize for both Vince McMahon and Dixie Carter choosing me over you. 18 years later, that is what this is all about. No matter what you do, what you say, it will never go away. From a creative standpoint, the numbers clearly dictate I was better than you. Wow. I have I have what? here. You can find this all on YouTube on his official account, the Vince Russo account. <laughs> Uh, Here's a Wrestling Inc. article. Thank God for Wrestling Inc. trying to just give me the the quick shots here. Would I fight Jim Cornette? Russo questioned. Well, in order to answer that, you'd have to look at him. You've got to look at that barn door wide ass. You have to look at that Kamala belly. You have to look at those Gumby arms. Would I want to mix it up with somebody like that? Surely I'd have to be out of my mind because no doubt an ass kicking would be coming away. So yeah, I'm afraid of Jim Cornette. That ripped chiseled stomach. And as far as the $5,000, the amount Cornette offered Russo to fight him, Russo continues, I think Jim still thinks we're in Memphis circa 1970 when $5,000 actually meant something. Jim, $5,000 is not a lot of money. I don't need $5,000. I'm doing fine, Jim. I'm on the number one podcasting network in the country, Podcast One. I First and foremost, I want to apologize for blowing out your knees when you fell off that scaffold because you are a mark. Who didn't who didn't know how to take a bump? I want to apologize, Jim, for putting for you uh, for you putting Smoky Mountain Wrestling out of business. I want to apologize, Jim, for you being fired from Ring of Honor for the public emotional outburst. I want to apologize, Jim, for being fired from WWE for assaulting another employee. I want to apologize, Jim, because I'm from New York. I want to apologize, Jim, because in my entire life I was never fixing to do anything. I want to apologize, Jim, that I don't believe the Dukes of Hazard is a reality show. Oh, my God. I'd like to apologize that I never went on a national television and dressed like a village idiot, Russo continues. I want to apologize that I never asked a wrestler to chew on an Alka-Seltzer so it would appear like he's foaming from the mouth. I want to apologize that even the great Terry Funk didn't get over when you had him come out of a box. Oh, my God, dude. But, Jim, perhaps the most two important things, Russo continues, I want to apologize for setting ratings records at WWE and TNA and also raising the ratings at WCW the whole nine months that I was there. I sincerely apologize for all of that. And last but not least, Jim, from the bottom of my heart, I apologize for both Dixie Carter and Vincent Kennedy McMahon for choosing me over you, like you just said, Bob. Uh, Because at the end of the day, 18 years, that's what this is all about. It sticks in your craw because no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what asinine promo you cut, it does not go away. From a creative standpoint, the numbers clearly dictate I was better than you. Russo determined. And I know that it's hard for you to accept. I know that it's hard for you to deal with. And that is why from the bottom of my heart, I apologize. I'm sorry. And I hope from this point on, we can move forward. Holy shit. Well, if, if, if Jim Cornette was adamant earlier about wanting to get into an actual fight to the death with Russo, uh, I can't fucking wait to see what happens next week and, and, and where this story goes. Uh, make sure to go onto YouTube, find that clip of Jim Cornette. Uh, it's not safe for work. 
Very not safe work. If you're already listening to this podcast, you're probably in a safe place to listen to it. Uh, cause we swear from time to time, but, uh, yeah, do not listen to this around the kids cause Jim Cornette, woo, spash it. Anyway, Bob, you got anything to talk about or you want to go ahead and wrap this bitch up? I got nothing. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I've been Corey. This has been Bob. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Fackety. You can follow me on Twitter at CB Pointer. You can follow the both of us on Twitter at Small Package POD. We're on there. Tweet at us. Uh, also, our Facebook is also uh, backslash Small Package POD. That's POD for a podcast. Uh, we're on there. You know, we do some live streaming stuff from pay per views, from uh, local wrestling events, post photos on there. We're we're always around. So if you interact, we'll interact back. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in this weekend. We're going to tier one wrestling. So we'll report back next week on that. Uh, and next week we'll be here with predictions for money in the bank and a lot of other news. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode of the small package show. Say good night, Bob. Night.